Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to our boardroom chats. Yes, we're so excited to be together again. Hallelujah. All our friends watching from all over the world. Do you know how many of these things we've done? You know, I should know that. <laughs> so you I'll don't find know. it out for next time. I <laughs> okay. know it's a lot. Okay, I know it's quite a bit. Praise <laughs> the Lord. God has been so good and gracious, so I hope you're enjoying these. We enjoy uh, just talking about the wonderful things of God, and God is so good and gracious. Uh, so I, I also, and I appreciate you watching, but I also want you to get your Bible and check what we say. I mean, you know, I mean, I know you like us, and thank God that you do, but we, you should stick with the Word of God, because the Word of God is what makes everything true. That's so true. And it's just such a blessing right. of the Lord. I was coming over from my office here to get ready to do our boardroom chat, and um Begin to deal about, uh, think about King David, and then I begin to think about Abraham and different things about what God uh, wants to talk about. And um, people have asked me all the time, why are we the seed of Abraham? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the Bible said we're the seed of Abraham and heirs according to the promise. Wonderful scriptures, Old and New Testament. And, uh, and let me tell you why. Why did God choose Abraham? You know, a lot of people don't know he was a heathen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, he was a heathen. Think about that. I know he, he, he worshipped false gods and things of that nature. But when God touched and God came to it, he realized he had a quickening, an awakening. He knew something was totally different than all these statues and stuff that people yeah. were worshiping back then. That's there. right. But he had something in him that God noticed actually before, uh, I think, before even Abraham noticed it. And I want to go to Genesis chapter 18, if you don't mind. Genesis chapter 18, Kathy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to answer the question, why we're the seed of Abraham and why God chose Abraham. And I want you to listen here. And because this is vitally important that you do this. First, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have children? I hope you do. Because the world needs your kids, glory to God. And children are the greatest miracles God could ever give anyone. Children, grandchildren, it's just such a blessing of the Lord. But in Genesis chapter 8, and I was reading, and, uh, and God began to talk. And he made Abraham such a friend that God would not do something unless he go talk to Abraham about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I like that. And God's no respect to person. So, you know, if I become a friend with him, like Abraham, then God will talk to me about things that he's going to do in life. That's, That's true, because he's not a respecter person. Well, let me show you why. And here's, here's the scripture, Genesis 18. Uh, that, let me start reading verse 17, and then I'm going to go on down to verse 19. And the Lord says, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Now, why did God choose him? Verse 19, for I know him. And he didn't just say, I believed in him. He said, for I know him that he will command, the word command that means teach. Mm-hmm. He will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. I'll go back to verse 19 of the first part. Of it. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. One of the things that you need to do, if you want to make sure your kids are going to make it, because you've got the promise of your family down to a thousand generations, is to teach your children the oracles of God. That's right. To teach them what God said they could have, spiritually, physically, and financially. So they grow up knowing that there's more than people around them that can help them. Mm-hmm. But they become what I call God-centered, righteous-centered. And it's just such a blessing of the Lord. And we did that with Jody when she was growing up. You were always teaching her about the things of God. I find today, I hate to say this, but a lot of men, fathers have shucked that duty. They shirked it, like you say, you know. They they let the mama do that when really that should be a family affair, don't you think? That's so true. Yeah, it's true. And I love the fact that God says, I know him, that he will command his children. That was at a day 
the day before he even had a child. That's right. He was still walking in his promise that Amen. God had given them that he would have a child. And had, that hadn't happened yet. But God still knew his future. And he knew that in order for his promise to come to pass, not just for Abraham personally and his family right. and his child, but for all the families Amen. and the nations, the nations of the earth. In fact, in Genesis chapter 12, that's where we first are introduced to this man named Abram, which right. is what his name was before God changed his name to Abraham, which means a father of a multitude. God revealed himself to him, and he told him that he would be a blessing, and through him, all the families and the nations of the earth would be blessed so through his seed, and we're part of that. Amen. And oh, you're yes. part of Abraham, not just by a bloodline, by, by what you believe by faith. That's Amen. what the New Testament taught us about Amen. how we become sons of Abraham and father, you know, Amen. part of his seed by what we believe, and we believe the word of God. See, that's why Isaac could do what he did, why <laughs> Jacob could do what he did. Listen to this. Why Esau could do what he did. Now, a lot of people say Esau, you know, I mean, he had a lot of problems, but God changed his heart after he became a man. I mean, him and Jacob, I mean, they just, you know, brothers fighting brothers and all yeah, that kind of craziness. Yeah. But you see, that all came from Abraham, That's teaching right. the children, teaching their children, hey, wait a minute, if you will understand God and you, you live his precepts and his concepts, your future will be wonderful unless you turn from him. I want you to read verse, uh, nine, I want you to read verse 17, 18, 19 in the Amplified if you don't mind, in, okay. in that translation, and then that, maybe the Passion or something like that. Well, the Amplified says in, the, in verse 17, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham, my friend and servant, what I'm going to do? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed through him, and, bless, and shall bless themselves by him. For I have known, chosen, acknowledged him as my own, so that I may teach and command his so that he may teach and command his children and the sons of his house after him to keep the way of the Lord and to do what is just and righteous so that the Lord may bring Abraham what he has promised. So in other words, there's always conditions to promises. You have to do that. Would you read that in the Passion, if you don't mind? Sure. You know, I, I just want to see what, see what it oh, says there in the Passion. Well, the Passion is actually a New Testament. Oh, message. It's, they don't have Old Testament okay, do you have the message? for the Passion. Yes, let okay. me go to the message. Do the, do the, I don't have to go back because it shifted right. me back to Let's the New Testament. Let's see if you Testament. can do that. I can do it. You go ahead and talk. Oh, yeah, keep talking. Come on now. See, I caught it. I caught Where it. I know it's I should, be instant I in season, have even, out of season. Mama. I shouldn't have even gone to the Passion <laughs> Translation because I know it's only New Testament. Instant in season. And it's Proverbs and... Um, you got it? And if you would read it, you would know that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 17 in the... 17, 18, 19 of Genesis chapter 18. Okay. Okay. Come on. Okay. Glory to God. Chapter 18, verse 17. Yes. <laughs> um, in the Message Bible. This yes, that says, sounds good. Then God said, shall I keep back from Abraham what I'm about to do? Abraham is going to become a large and strong nation. All the nations of the world are going to find themselves, ble themselves blessed through him. Yes, I've settled on him as the one to train his children and future family future family, Hallelujah. to observe God's way of life, live kindly and generously and fairly so that God can complete in Abraham what he promised him. See, kindly, generously, and fairly. 
Yeah. See, that's what God, that's what you teach your children. And I want to talk about that today because so many people, you know, uh, people don't, they say, my kids are going nuts, you know, they're doing this. And let me tell you something, my children growing up today, they go through more stuff than I ever have gone through. I remember when I went to school, but the worst thing you could do was get caught smoking cigarettes in the bathroom and you might get punished. But today you got kids walking around packing guns, kill you in a second over all those things. Why? Because they haven't been taught the oracle of God. They may have been brought to church, but they haven't been taught from a family standpoint of view. That's why God loved Abraham, because he would teach his children and command his household. In other right. words, even Joshua said, for it's me and my house. Right. Not only him, but his house. We're right. going to serve the Lord. Now, I, you know, and, and when you understand that, because, you know, one day if Jesus tarries, all the parents are going to die. All the grandparents are going to die, and the kids are by themselves. But if you have taught them the word of God, if you taught them, they're, they're never alone, never, ever, because God is with them because of that promise right. down to a thousand generations. That's now, right. that's not a wonderful thing. Why did God create the world? For this, for God so loved the world, or people, yeah. that he gave his only begotten son. Right. Why? So, well, you know, when he sent Jesus, Jesus had to be taught. He, he came as a man, just like anybody else. He was taught the law. He was taught the different things, and Mary and Joseph taught him those things. Right. But then, of course, the Holy Ghost was speaking to him too. So it, it is our responsibility to, uh, uh, to teach our children so they'll be a responsible adult, and they'll be a blessing not only to their church and to their personal life, but to their country. And all right. those kind of different things. So it's just amazing. I really feel sad about atheist nations, man. When all they say, the only thing you got to work, the only thing you, that's going to help you is the government. Well, we know how governments work. It just depends on how high you are in the government. Those are the ones that get it all, see? Mm -hmm. The other people just got to suffer through everything, you know? But when you, when, when you understand that it's your job and my job to teach uh, your children the word of the living God, that includes our grandkids. I mean, we allow... Uh, our grand, we only have one granddaughter, Meredith, but she sees our lifestyle. She right. sees how we love the Lord. We never eat without praying over it. I don't care if we're out in public. You know, I never forget when she was real little. She must have been maybe three or four years old. And I had my brother-in-law, Ricky and Christine, and me and you, and I think it was uh, uh, Jody and Meredith. And I said, let's pray. Yeah, and, but didn't we ask, well, I remember one time we, we sometimes would ask Meredith, would you pray over the food? Uh -huh. And we've often, and that's how you train your kids. Sure. You, they watch you, but then you give them an opportunity to sure. do the same thing. And at first they may kind of shriek back, but you know, you kind of get used to it. But anyway, so Meredith, I said, she knows us. I always say, let's bow our heads. But I never said close my eyes. I just said, let's bow our heads. Well, <laughs> but she always seen us bow our she heads. She must have peaked. So what happened, she looked like that and Ricky had his eyes open. She that's said, close your eyes. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great uncle. Close your eyes. And Ricky went, mm, okay, close his eyes. Because, see, she noticed us reverencing God. Yes. And I think action speaks louder than words. Yeah, Don't you fine. agree? Yeah, I agree. You know, and so, I mean, so let me just say that when, when you got born, you got way born again before I did. And then when Jody came, and there was a lot of times I was, in, I was a very big heathen, and I was in the world just sending like crazy. But you were in the hotel room because she was raised up in hotels since she was about five years old because right. I traveled so much. You would teach her the oracle of God right there in the hotel. Am I correct? Yeah, that? we actually learned it together because when I got born again, you know, yeah. that I had never read the Bible before then. I heard a few Bible stories, maybe heard a scripture in, right. in church. I was raised Catholic, but we really, they weren't a lot of focus in that mm -hmm. day, I don't know what's going on now, but in that day, there wasn't a lot of focus on reading the Bible itself. Right. 
they had like a prayer book, but I never paid attention to that. So I remember when I got born again, I wanted to know all about God. So I started reading the Bible, but also I bought little baby books. She was three at the time. Right. No, no, no. She was about a year and a half at the time, because mm -hmm. she was three when you were born again. Right, that's right. And, uh, or almost three. And so I remember when she learned, first words she learned to read, the first books she were reading was reading, I was reading to her were Bible stories about Amen. creation, about Daniel in the lion's den, about Joseph and his coat, and all these beautiful little stories that she learned about creation. You know? Yeah. And it's so wonderful that Jody grew up knowing the Word of God. And, you know, as she became an adult, and everything, sometimes she'd go through a tough time, she knew how to pray. Mm -hmm. I think one time, I think she got filled with the Holy Spirit in a library at school, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she did. Herself. Of course, we've taught her and we prayed with her, but there was a time when she was by herself and she yeah. said she was just looking at this apple. It was a precious story. And just the reality of creation and that God was real just came upon her. And she had been seeking the baptism Amen. of the Holy Spirit. I remember she just started praying. But she'd have never known that if we wouldn't would, have taught her. I think her. she was in the study hall. Maybe she was in trouble. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. Well, she it, the Holy <laughs> she is praying. <laughs> yeah. And she got filled to overflowing. But and that it was wouldn't... still, a, and in fact, just the other day, maybe a month ago, I remember I preached at the church, and I preached about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we had a conversation after service. And she remembered that story and shared it right there to her, with our granddaughter Amen. and those that were in the room. Yeah. And it was still, you could tell it was still such a precious moment to her. Our God had revealed himself in a Amen. strong way. And you know, that's what God does. He's doing that right now for you. He's revealing himself to you in a strong way because he has a great plan and a future for your life. And it's all found in his word. But she would have never done that unless she taught her the word of God. See, and then when I got born again, Kathy went to church. I mean, I didn't go to church at all. You understand? She would say, we would, every six weeks or four weeks, we were in a different city. Kathy, would you would find a church somewhere. I don't know. I guess you looked in the Yellow Pages, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. or the church. There was uh, such a thing as Yellow Pages yeah. back then. And sometimes <laughs> hotels would have a book with look. different churches and things, and if you wanted to go. And she would go to church. And I'm, I brought, she would Jody take a church. I was there for Jody four weeks. Me. Bring Jody with her, and, and, and Jody, grew, Jody grew up knowing that doesn't mean they're not going to make mistakes. Sure, we all make mistakes. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But you see, you put that foundation of truth. Now, you know, I'm thinking about another a scenario. When David, King David, was just a boy on the backside of a mountain tending sheep, evidently his, his daddy, Jesse, or somebody taught him something about the Word of God because it showed up when he was standing straight and looking Goliath he in the face. He knew about the covenant. Yeah, he knew something there, see? Mm -hmm. Now, he, he, pro rights. he probably didn't think he'd ever meet Goliath. Uh, he probably never thought he would ever meet a lion and a bear and all that kind of stuff. But when you know the Word of God, you're set up. For, if trouble comes, you set up. You have an answer to handle those things when, uh, when, when it seems impossible. Right. And, you know, and I like what he said, uh, you know, and he said, I'll go fight this Philistine. He had to tell his own brothers, is there not a cause? I believe that's 1 Samuel 17. Is there not a cause? In other words, the cause is for us to teach our children so that the word of God is perpetuated throughout the whole world constantly. Now, I know sometimes nobody go, wants to go to church. I got enough sense to know, you know, you can sleep better on Sunday than you can any other day. It's called the rest day, you know, but you don't rest from God. See what I'm saying? And, it, and a lot of people don't want to go to church no more because of, we got cameras. You can just lay home in your pajamas. But the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. Plus, not only should your children, and I believe this, and I believe the Lord would have me say this to you, not only should your children have friends at school, but they should have friends at church. In other words, they should be what I call well-rounded right. in every area. They need spiritual friends. 
as well as friends in church, uh, friends at school who may not be born again, I don't know, and they're, going, they're learning through life. But if they've got that foundation of truth, I'm telling you, uh, it will help them all the days of their life. And that's why God chose Abraham yeah. to be the man that he was. That's right. Isn't that something? That is good. I mean, that's just amazing to me. So I'm asking you today, and I, I want to challenge yourself. If you have not done that, if you hadn't, start now. Start now. Sit down. Talk with them. And they may get bored. They may get mad. But it'll get inside of them. I remember this, that most kids fell asleep at church. They just fall asleep, sleep underneath the, underneath the pew. I've seen kids do that. But I want to tell you something, even when they're sleeping, that word of God will get inside of them. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing to teach your family, to help them realize what's important. You know, Sunday's the first day of the week. Amen. So we put God first on that first day of the week, and we give him our time. And that shows that we honor him, that we trust him. And fa parents that, that put that discipline in their children establish a life pattern Amen. that can make a difference in their life, that when things happen, when attacks come, they know how to get answers. Amen. So they don't have to just flip around in the world without I, I, I an answer. To, I'm going to have to... Uh, uh, interrupt you with saying, if you hear a roaring going on, it's not the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it's not, I think I hear God. No, it's raining cats and dogs right now here in New Orleans. So I just cats wanted, and dogs. Guys, I always heard that. I don't know why cats and dogs. <laughs> it's raining hard. So, I mean, so, so some people say, my God, when he was talking, I heard that roaring <laughs> of a rushing mighty wind. No, <laughs> that's the rain outside. <laughs> I just want to make sure. So go back, Kath. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but it's, it's important to establish those disciplines in your family. And we've done that. And church is important because it's where we learn about, it's a school where we learn about it's, God it's and we, we apply the things we learn. And it's not just about us. I think it's about God using us to help others because a Amen. church is a family. Amen. And though, although you may feel healthy and fine, there, be, there may be people around you that God needs, will use you to help them. Yeah. And let me talk to the preachers here too. A lot of people say, well, that's my job, you know. I'd say there's two kind of preachers. They got preachers that have to say something, then they got preachers who have something to say. You know, a lot. I've seen a lot of preachers say, "Well, Sunday's coming. I got to get a sermon. I don't feel like doing that." And I thought, "What are you doing, man?" You see, he just wants to say something to get through it and get it over with. But then you got ministers of the gospel that has something to say. Yeah. In other words, they've studied. They went before the Lord, and they say, what will you have me to say? What will you have me to do? That's vitally important. And see, and so let me just say this. If you want your churches to grow, you should have something to say. That's right. If you want your children to grow, you should have something to say. Yeah. Instead of just saying something, well, get out of my face, boy. Go and do that. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, I mean, I hate to say that my mom and dad said, that, but it was time. I mean, we just didn't talk. Uh-uh, that just didn't happen. Now, my mama would make us sit down, and she's going to teach us the Bible. And I just drive me nuts, you know, just a little bit here and there. I didn't listen to half of it. But do you know I would find, I'm going to show you how much it got in me. And I didn't believe anything she said growing up. Nothing. You understand? Zero. But yet when Kathy got born again, if you don't think that this works, when Kathy got born again, and I'm a heathen from hell, you know, I am a chief of sinners. And she gets her first discouraging day or whatever you want to call it after she's born again because, you know, she don't have a pastor to go to. We travel all the time. And I would come out of my mouth. I am drinking. I mean, I would drink four of these a scotch. Full. I mean, I, I mean, I was an alcoholic. And I told her, if you don't think... It, it got inside me. I said, well, the problem you have, woman, you need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you need to get filled with the power. 
I said that to you, remember that? Yeah. And then I thought, what well, am there was I a, saying? There was Forget. a hunger in my heart, yeah. and I was reaching out for more, and I didn't even know if there was such but a But it thing. came from a heathen, me. Yeah. See, <laughs> Mama thought, that boy ain't listening. And that, but watch this. In, a, in the midst of a drunken stupor, you want to call it, whatever, I mean, it come out. Because it got in. Yeah. That's what I mean by teaching your children. Right. And you know, there's a drawing of the Holy Spirit. And I just thought of this. The Holy Spirit is drawing people all over the world. He's drawing you today to the Word and to Himself. He's drawing you here to this, with this uh, tel webcast, I guess sure. you call it. And it's and that's what He did to Abraham. He drew him to Himself. Oh, he says, And I, you know, I was just, and God revealed Himself to Abraham and God had a purpose for his life. And I was just thinking about when you read that, I was thinking about that God saw me. And he says, I know Kathy. Yeah. I know that she's going to teach Jesse <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the ways of God. She's going to search me out and she's going to be hungry for me. I think he saw some, a quality in me. And I, I'm so thankful that I responded to that. And uh, then I began to, after I got born again, I wanted you to get born again. Amen. Or oh, did you ever want me to get born again? <laughs> I, I mean, wanted, it was ever day. <laughs> I wanted everybody I knew to find out about this good God that I had just discovered, transform my life totally, is still doing it every day because every day I purpose to get into the Word of God, to learn more about Him, to, to talk to Him and listen to what He's telling me to do that day. You know, sometimes I don't, many times I don't hear a clear direction. I just follow the path that I know to take. Amen. I keep doing what I know to do, do the right thing, and follow His leading, Amen. and I'm seeing Him do miraculous well, things. That's, that's Not St. just John in my life, 16, but in my 13. family, in our church, and our partners. People, we get amazing testimonies throughout the day, every day, mm -hmm. of all the great things that God's doing in lives of people that reach out to him. You know, he's reaching out to you today. Amen. And you're responding because you're putting his word first yeah. and you're hearing what he has to well, say. Well, I like what you said. Sometimes you, said you may not get a clear direction. Let me, let me help you. St. John 16, 13. I've said it before in, the, in previous boardroom chats. Every decision I ever made in the ministry, I made it on St. John 16, 13. Every decision I make in my personal life says I've been born again. I make it on St. John 16, 13. What does that say? Howbeit when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth. That's what you were saying. Right. Now, and I, I think everybody would love to say, like you hear God like this, hello, Kathy. Yeah, who would not want that? Praise God. But you know what? Christ in you, the hope of glory, is guiding and directing us. I believe us. that I am led by the Spirit, even though I don't mean I hear an audible voice. If I put God first in my life, in the, in the morning and throughout my life, every day, I believe that God will lead me by His Spirit. And if I'm walking and made a wrong turn, He's going to bring that correction Amen. as well. And Amen. He says, get back on track. Maybe He'll use you to tell me that. Yeah, I know well, you love to do that. I, I like to do that. <laughs> you, you, you got, you, sometimes you just got to keep it straight. Praise God. <laughs> But see, Kathy, is big. she has a habit. She gets up, she makes a cup of coffee, uh, she brushes the teeth with it, all that kind of stuff. But she heads straight to her favorite chair. You can hear the recliner go pop. The foot comes flying up. She's got to have her legs up all the time. But, you know, feet, you know, and she opens up her iPad and she starts reading the Word of God. And if you don't think she's serious about it, sometime I'll, I'll come walking, I'll sit down, okay, I'll say, hey, you know, she'll say, excuse me, excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my devotion now. In other words, go. <laughs> go away, you know. Now, you make me sound like such a meanie well, right no, there. No, this is mean. Maybe you're that, being guilty. Maybe, maybe that does convicted. happen, but always, always. You, it, that does happen, Kathy. That does happen, it but does you must happen. admit, the very first thing I say to you, and always, 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 is good morning, Jesse. 
How are you doing? Did you sleep well? I'm, I'm kind to you. I'll open up. Even oh, no matter where I'm at in my study, if you walk in the room or walk in, uh, near me, oh, I'll, I, I, I agree, will say I agree that. 100%. Is that right? I agree. That's right. And then what do you say? No, she's well, the, you know, what on do you, edge what today. What do you say? <laughs> well, I just woke up. You know, glory to God. Well, I, it would be nice sometimes to get a word from God. I'll say, will you read some? Yeah. Oh, no, that's not nice. I I didn't say it. You said it. But anyway, you did just, say it. <laughs> yeah, I just let the people know. Let me tell you something. <laughs> She's a wonderful person. Let me make sound across on it. But anyway, but that's a wonderful thing. What I, I want to do is get back that you make a habit of going to God every morning. And there have been times when you're sitting in your chair and your eyes are closed. You're just sitting there quiet, and I think you're. And I start talking to you. You have told me, Kathy, just <laughs> just a moment. I'm praying right now, and I don't get but upset I say it's about so it. Nice, though. Yes, you do. <laughs> I do say that. I can't think. Excuse but, me. I'm praying the Lord. But we were. But, uh, see, she don't say it like that to me. She says it. I do. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> What's the matter with you? I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to have to give study. you. I'm gonna have to give you a little lesson right now. This is what Jesse does. <laughs> oh, listen. You to didn't him. listen to this, okay? okay. So Jesse. He has this gift of inter- he has <laughs> this gift of interpretation. Yes, See, I do. It, those words may not come out of my mouth, but he sees an expression on my face, and he thinks he knows what that expression means, and that's that interpretation that you just heard. He starts think saying Look, what he thinks knows I'm thinking. Kathy, there's one body part that they watch all the time, and it's this eyebrow. If you start seeing it go halfway up, you're safe. If you see it hit the Actually, airline, you better one. get out of town. It's so. the right, it's the left eyebrow. <laughs> you, know, you better get out of that town. I pull my hair down just a little bit too. We used to have a dog so named Bojack, and she'd lift her left eyebrow. Bojack, take out running out of the house. Oh, Lord, Mama Matt. <laughs> you know, it's just, me? But she's a sweet person. She really is. Yeah. You go ahead. Well, I don't know how you'd react if you lived with a woman that was really mad all the time, because I'm not like that. I know. Why did I say you was bad? I'm telling you, I'm, you're I'm trying a blessed, to give you a compliment. You're a blessed man. I'm a very blessed man. I'm <laughs> trying to give you a compliment that every morning you go to God. That's what I'm talking about. You yeah, made it and, a habit. and why can't you just say that part? <laughs> All the other bodily things that you talk about, like and, or like you'll say, oh, or she goes to the bathroom, or <laughs> she has to go get her coffee. What does that even matter? The fact that I'm why, on the why way. Why do you have to have that cup of coffee? I, I'm going to say it from the whole world. Oh, like yes, you it. do. You have to have that coffee. Because if we're traveling, <laughs> if we're on the plane, you say, make sure they got the coffee on I the plane. I don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, look, he's just jealous because he doesn't enjoy coffee. I don't drink coffee. Do. You know what I'm saying? I know I've got I a lot go of coffee God. drinkers out there. <laughs> I, get, I get my hey, caffeine from God. I want a thumbs up if you like coffee. Come on. Two thumbs up. Uh, in the room, I got them all over the room. Oh, God, God, they all you, love the, you need to step it up. I need to, step, to drink coffee? Yeah, why not? I, I guess so. I tried it. It smells You know, wonderful. I never drank coffee until uh, my daughter was like 16. I, I really was not ever a coffee drinker. Well, but she started not. drinking coffee, so I, I drank coffee just to drink it with her. And that was a nice moment that she and I had together, and I just got started really enjoying and liking it. We drink it even the same way. First, we drank it with just cream, no sugar. I know you're really interested in this. <laughs> and then I went on this ish, this diet where I couldn't have any fat, so then I learned to drink it black. But when I learned to drink it black, I made a determination. I'm not going to learn to drink it black in New Orleans because we got dark, strong coffee here. Uh, we were traveling, and we were in Texas. And when I drink coffee in Texas, sorry, guys, Texans, I can usually see the bottom of the cup. But So I said, that's a good place to learn to drink coffee without cream. So I did that for a whole week. We are at a conference or something. And so when I came back to New Orleans and I had my dark coffee that you cannot see the bottom of the cup, in fact, your spoon sometimes stands straight up on the dark coffee that we drink, 
uh, then I was able to handle it. And I just love it just black straight. That way I don't have to, every time they come and refill the coffee, I don't have to add more cream, add more sugar. Well, I is just this have, a, cook, a cooking show? I'm just telling you, for the coffee drinkers, maybe you can relate. And, and this is maybe why you don't like it. You look at my black coffee, but you could try, you can doctor it up with lots of sugar. You could doctor it we up with cream. We were at the Believers Convention last year. I can tell, I can read this woman's fate. And she, you know how See, I told hotels, you how, that's how he, that's it, how he it, interprets all these things he says hotels, about me or what he sees on my face. <laughs> Not necessarily what comes in, out of my mouth. In hotels, in they hotels. used to have a coffee thing, you it's know. It's raining again. And, and it's a, a coffee stuff. <laughs> so I saw her. She made her coffee from that little packet or whatever they have in those hotels. And she goes like a... And I knew what that meant. I didn't say nothing. It was stale and, and it was I, not I knew good. what that meant. I didn't say, you don't think I'm a good husband? I walked out. I went downstairs. And they have a, whatever them people uh, that sell coffee all over the world. I can't think of the name of them places. A coffee person. Yeah, a coffee person. Starbucks. Whatever, I think Starbucks it was a Starbucks or, or, or something, something like that. Like I went that. down there and got a big, tall, she like them big and hot. And one of the things so hot, I had to, I said, put two uh, cups on it because it's burning my hand, you know. And I brought it back up and she went, oh, Jesse, thank you. And that's the last word she said. <laughs> she just began to drink that coffee. Yeah, at so home, I was I, very nice to you. You were nice, and I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that's that. Tell them. Nice. Don't tell me. Tell he them. sometimes <laughs> can do nice things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is there not a cause? <laughs> Many times, you know, I appreciate You see, it. I'm saying all this and to I say bring that things I had, to you. When I married her, I had to teach her some things. Mm. And she had to teach me some things. And I'm still teaching you. Yes, you are teaching me and some things. And he's a too. slow That's learner true. on some I'm things. I'm a very slow learner. I really am. <laughs> and, you know, I ain't going to lie. I am spoiled. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, and yeah. I like being spoiled. <laughs> Praise God. I mean, why don't you learn to do that? Because you do it. So why should I have to? Makes sense to me. But well, anyway. Well, it's worked for 51 years. So yeah. I guess it's okay. But that's why you married me, seeing that I would take care of you. <laughs> right? You did, but yeah, that's one I thing you so. didn't have to worry about that. So I guess you know, so. Thank uh, you, Jesse. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for paying the light bill. Thank yeah, you for providing groceries. Come on, go ahead. All these things people don't go ahead, thank you for. Go ahead. A lot of shopping, shopping. 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 Put thank that in you there. for, uh, for shopping, letting me shopping. shop <laughs> and shopping for Louis you. Vuitton purses. Say it again. That's the word, just wanting to be a blessing. See what I'm saying? Now, I know you're laughing right now, but we just want to be well, real. You know because we want you to see who we really are. I don't allow people to put halos on my head. Sometime I blow it. And I mean, when I say blow it, I mean, I blow it. It's like a volcano. You know what I'm saying? I get, I, you know, uh, well, I won't say I don't get angry. Sometimes you get mad. And that's when you get in the flesh and you just got to crucify it and repent over that thing. But you know what? God must have saw something in me when I was a major heathen because he knew I would learn the word of God. Right. But once I got born again, I got this insatiable thirst for the Word of God. Mm -hmm. um, when I say insatiable, insatiable thirst for that Word. Why? Because I knew that Word would guide me, that this is a, a, you call it a map, blueprint of what my life should be. Right, and you know, in that day, when Abraham, uh, God revealed himself to Abraham, he didn't have the written Word the way we do today. So he spent time in God's presence. God oh, personally man, revealed himself to Abraham. He talked about how God talked to Abraham. Was it Abraham or Moses that fate talked face to face? Moses. A Abraham. Well, he spoke to Abraham and Moses. Well, he talked Moses to Abraham because he came down to, to the fate. tent and, and, made, some and, and was, made some food for him. And this him. was oh, yeah. this whole chapter here. But I believe that God wants is revealing himself to us through his word. Mm -hmm. And the, the, more, the, the more we... Spend time in his word. Well, the, let me just correct you. Not correct you, but that's the wrong word. Yes, Between right, Moses and Abraham. Wrong word. <laughs> and I God put a form on the way Abraham could do this. Oh, yeah. But when Moses wanted to see the Father God, he said, you can't see me and live. 
Right. See what I'm saying? It was the, the lawgiver. See, you know, right. And not that uh, Moses was better or that Abraham was less or Abraham was better. More. It has nothing to do with that. It's just different manifestations of God Almighty. But I wanted to get to the point that the whole reason that God revealed, it seems to me in this scripture that we looked at in Genesis chapter 18, verse 19, the purpose that God revealed himself to Abraham was so that he can bless all the families and That's the right. nations of the earth through this man. And I believe that God is doing that through other believers. He's still reaching out to, to mankind, to the whole world, through other believers, and he's doing that Amen. through us right now. You know, Abraham, you talked about natural children. Right. Or Abraham would teach his natural children. But right. right now, you and I are speaking to people that may be spiritual children. Maybe right. you've just been born again a short time and you're learning a lot of things about the Word of God through the different things that you're watching through our, through our ministry, which we have the Total JDM, which is through the JDM app, which you can watch all these broadcasts, all these Amen. different messages that can help strengthen your faith and teach you about the Word of God. Well, there's so many different opportunities through the posts and things that we send out daily that are right. encouraging and building up, building up the different people that God has called us to reach Well, you know, I mean, people ask me all the time. We do so much of these things, and, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, people keep asking me when I'm going to retire, and I, and I always say, do I look tired or something like that? See, what, what, the reason why we do these things is because there's a cause to go in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, I don't mean this to sound arrogant or prideful. I'll just tell you the truth. I mean, I could have retired physically 20 years ago and be sitting in the beach in Hawaii and just, I don't know, just enjoying myself. But, I mean, to me, that's, that's not life to me. My life is made up of work and of duty. And when I got born again and when God called me to the ministry, that's why we're going to do this to the day Jesus comes to get us personally or till the day we die. Mm -hmm. I just made up my mind. And, you know, it's amazing to me how many people are always trying to retire. And I'm just trying to speed up more. Not trying, I am. Yeah. I just do, I do these things because God's word is true. I really don't think that much about my age. I may say it a lot, but I don't think about it in terms of years. I just say, that's my age, you know, whatever. But I know God's, because there's a cause. See, I know he said, go to the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He didn't say some, did he? He said every creature. That means every person out there ought to, that's been especially born again, that's been called to the five-fold ministry, ought to be doing something like that. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And I know, I know as we get older, as our, our older our body gets weaker and things of that nature. And, you know, but there's still ways of doing those different things mm -hmm. and believing God. But I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to say something going to shock some people. Your body don't have to get weaker. It don't have to, because Moses was 120 years old climbing mountains, right? and he didn't wear no glasses. Now, think about that kind of stuff. Now, God's no respect of Now, that's Moses. That's what everybody's going to say. No, no, no. That may be true. That is Moses and Elijah and all these great, great men of God, but they were just like me and you, working out their salvation with fear and trembling. But, you know, we expect, well, you know, as we get older, this and that. Well, quit saying that. How about this? How about turn the clock around and say, you know what? As I get older, uh-uh-uh. I'm not getting, uh, I, I, I'm getting younger. I'm, I, I'm rejuvenating myself to do the different things that, that uh, I want to do. Now, I think you also have the responsibility to take care of your body, eat right, blah, blah, this and that. And to tell you the truth, I don't really know if people really know what is right on that. You always got this person, you always got that person, and all those kind of different things. I say this, 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 this is the way to do it, this is the way to do that. But I tell you what, you do the best you can, but you go to God every day and take that, what I call that spiritual food, like you go every day and eat physical food, you're you going to have a good body. Your body is going to stay 
functioning right. Well, Abraham was, was he 99 years old in this chapter? I'm well, almost 100, the Bible almost said. Almost 100. He was past so 99, almost when he, had, when he had his first child. Well, when God spoke to him, God revealed himself as El Shaddai. Yes. Now, and what happened is Abraham got in the way years ago. Him, him and Sarah trying to make the promise. See, you can't make the promises of God come to pass. You got to understand, that's God's business. What you do is obey the promises. You see, you just believe. And having done all the stand, stand there for. Some of you are believing God for, some, for different things. You hadn't seen it yet. Doesn't make no difference whether you see it. The evidence of faith is not seen. So there's a cause to your faith. Every time God tells you to pray, there should be a cause behind that. That's what David was saying. I, I got to go back to King David in 1 Samuel 17. He, uh, he, he looks at this giant and he quotes the covenant promises. Right. He realized he was an uncircumcised Philistine. Now somebody taught him that, see? Taught him that. Did he mess up in life? He, he certainly did. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. But you know what? He was a man after God's own heart. And I want to say this again. If you put God in your children's heart, even though they may mess up, and you got examples in this Bible of people messing up. That's what I love about the scripture. God recorded the failures and the successes. I wanted you to know that. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? And, but I'll tell you what, that word of God will come out when you least expect it at any given time. And sometimes it may take trouble to get it to come out, and I wish it wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why people have to go through the ditch of life, but it seems like some people just have to. But when you, you know, it, it, it's like if you have two children, you, they come from the same parents, but they're totally different. Mm. Totally, completely different. See what I'm saying? They may look a lot alike, but they may think this way and think that way, and that's just the way it is. But if that word of God is settled in your heart, and it's just such a blessing of the Lord. Let me give you a prime example. I went in my finance department uh, a couple of three or four days ago. And one of the girls that were in there working, I, I didn't begin to talk about it. She really accepted the Lord here at our annex for the children's thing. She came as a young person and now works for me. She has children and stuff. She's a full-grown adult, you know. Years ago. Yeah, years ago. But, see, we put something in her heart, see, teaching him the Word of God because we're spiritual parents, you see. And, and, and the people that we have on staff that are preaching the gospel are or in essence, you know, you, you bring them to church on Sunday, they're parroting them there with the Word of God in their little classes. Mm -hmm. We don't have a babysitting service. Right. You know, we teach children the Word of God. Mm -hmm. You see, what, and that's what I'm talking about. And if you'll do that, God said even if they go away, when they grow old, they'll come back. In other words, and most of the time they'll come back before they grow old, but that Word of God is more powerful than you can imagine because there's a cause to it. And that causes that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So 1 Samuel, you look at this at 1 Samuel, you'll see why uh, everybody's mad at him. And in verse 29, David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? And then, my God, he just talks. In verse 46 of 1 Samuel 17, he tells Goliath, this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, unto the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I remember one time uh, uh, Dave Rakes was a wonderful man that I played music with for many, many years ago, and he was raised, I think, assembly of God. Mm -hmm. Mother was, loved him and just really raised him right. And now watch this. I was a heathen from hell. Uh, I mean a heathen. But he said, you know, there's a religious uh, tw tw uh, twist to you. 
I said, religious what? Because when, I, when somebody would say something about God, now I didn't live that, but I always honored it. You know, I'd say, well, you know, if that's what you believe, fine. I never got mad when Kathy got saved. A lot of husbands I heard really get mad. But I had enough sense to know that that was a good thing. I even did something. I think it shocked Kathy. Uh, when Jody was born, I wanted her to be dedicated. And we, we or, didn't like know. Or christened, I wasn't like born said. again at the time. No, but the, see, that got inside had, of me. Now, you know, if I didn't care about God, didn't care, and I'd say I don't care about any of that, but there was something you put knew, in there I when I was a knew, child. You knew it was real. You I just didn't want a, anything to do with it yourself right. personally. Right, yeah, me, I thought, well, you know, this is just not my cup of tea, you know, that kind of stuff. But why would I want that? Because Mama... My mother put that in us, you know, and the same thing with people. They say they, they won't christen them babies. I mean, they may be just heathen from hell, but my God, I, I want my baby mm-hmm. something. In other words, you want to give them God inside them or what I call God inside minded. Right, right. And that's what I'm talking about today, to teach your children. We got some good friends in San Antonio, and, uh, and uh, we just love them. And uh, a lot of times they'll send us a little uh, video of all the kids watching me on TV. And the other day they sent a video of the dog watching me. But the dog was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I love that because they're, they have taught and teaching their children. Yeah. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. Well, to the see. other, a few boardrooms back, I remember I had a picture that I showed us of uh, uh, someone that had their bird that was watching us, some kind of a talking bird, if you got a cockatiel oh, or whatever. Animals it was. love me. So we probably have all, more than humans watching, we have all the little animals watching. The little birds, one that talk a the lot. The whole household. I'll tell you a funny story, literally happened. I went and preached for a man, and uh, we're up in uh, Wyoming. This is years ago. I walked this off, and they said, uh, the pastor's not there yet, but he'll be here in about maybe five, seven minutes. You can be in the pastor's office. So I said, okay. Well, I, you know, I don't look around anybody's office and all like that. So, and, uh, and I didn't know there was a, um, it's a, it's a gray bird. They're real talkers. I think it's a parrot. It might be, you know, but he's big, you know. And uh, so I'm just sitting like, but I didn't notice him. And he was on a perch and a beautiful cage, but I just never noticed the cage. Pretty nice off it. And so I'm just like, I heard this, praise the Lord. <laughs> and I thought it was God talking to me. <laughs> I, I, praise it the sounded Lord. a little different, though. Yeah, he, sounded a little, he went, praise <laughs> the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I thought, praise God, man. God said, I'm just looking. Around. I said, praise the Lord. He said, praise the Lord. Then he used my voice. I said, praise the Lord. He praised the Lord. I went, wait a minute. I turned around. That was that bird. He, he <laughs> I got him all stirred up. But he's the one that started speaking. And evidently First. he heard. His, uh, the guy that owns it, he'd mm-hmm. say, praise the Lord, and the bird just picked it up, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and then uh, so when the pastor came in, uh, he told that bird, he said, that, my, that bird's full of the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues. That bird go, <laughs> I lost it. I just couldn't get over that crazy <laughs> That's bird. Hilarious. But that bird could talk, man. I mean, that bird could flat talk. Mm-hmm. And I honestly believe, I think he understood a little bit of Maybe he understood more. I don't know. Now, you know, we laugh at that, but I'm going to tell you something. Something got in that bird. Mm-hmm. Something got in there. And, you know, the animals in, in the Garden of Eden would come when God would come. Mm-hmm. Just like when they'd come to Adam and Eve, they would come. Right. So there's, there's, there's a witness of something there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it was amazing. And every species I know are teach their children things right. as a rule. Right. You know, as a rule, they'll teach them something. Now, there's some species, as soon as they're born, they walk away from them. Right. You know, which is not too good, you know, because they, yeah. they ain't going to last very long. You know what I mean? Because they need protection. Well, let me just say this. Teach your children. 
Because if you don't, they may not last too long. Yeah, and the story that you just read in 1 Samuel 17 mm -hmm. about how David, he was a teenager. Just He's, a teenager. He rose up. God used him to, he read to help. Yeah, red. I saw him. I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he stepped into that place. God called him to do something. He was bold. He did it. He chose those five stones. He killed Goliath. But he said this. You just said that the phrase you used that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Yeah. But the next verse, verse forty-seven, is so powerful. It says, "And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear." For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give it into our hands. So that was his That's declaration. Even Lord. though he came with this sling, he came in the physical way, but actually God himself was empowering him to win in life. And that's what he did that day. He and could he not have done by, that, Catherine, without being taught those things. Right. He was taught by his family. I'm sure he went to synagogue. I'm sure he read the word. But he knew about the covenant because when he saw, when he came into the camp that day and he heard the words that Goliath was, was oh, shouting was out to the Israeli, Israeli army, he was, uh, he said, how can y'all let this happen? He says, that's, that's an uncircumcised Philistine, Philistine, meaning he no did covenant. not have a covenant. Yeah. And he, how could he defy the armies of God? So he rose up. He understood what the covenant meant. He understood that that meant that the blessing of God, which is the blessing of Abraham as well, mm -hmm. because Abraham was before the, even the covenant came that was written out. Kathy, when we were in England about maybe 10 years ago, uh, I, we went and preached at that town called something on time. What they call it? Uh, uh, Something on time, T-Y-M-E, mm -hmm. T on time, something like that. And this Muslim man came by, and he had tears in his eyes. He was crying. And, I, and I, I thought, I said, how can I help you, sir? He was a young man. He must have been maybe 25, something like that. He said, I want to talk to God like you talk to God. And I thought, the man, very religious. But he saw something in me. How do you know these things? I said, well, number one, my mother put things in me. And number two, I learned, I sit and I, and I study and I learn from God Almighty. God is still teaching me yes, things. Yes, And we'll do it to the day Jesus comes, I'll go by the way of the grave. I, I will learn something I never knew before on the day that I die if Jesus tarries. That's right. That's because, right. you see, God is ever a teacher, ever a creator. And see? his word is living. Yeah. It's now, this maybe words is, on a page, yeah. but it's a living document that God now, what did, what is did, breathing yeah. on. Every time you read it, he, yeah. he enlarges it in your yeah, What did that Muslim man see? Totally different religion. He served Islam. I served Christianity. They were both, you know, I'm a Christian. He was a Muslim, a Muslim, how you said it like that. What did he see in me? Ah, he saw something real. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the world is finished with religion. Aren't you sad? Religion is a theological wilderness. It's a garden of weeds. It's always this. If you don't believe what we do, you're this. Not, I'm not here to judge anybody, but what I'm here, I want a God that I can talk to, and I want God to talk to me. Amen. And you start doing that as a child. If you teach your children, your children, remember the... Uh, do they still say their prayers when they go to bed? Mm -hmm. I wonder if kids do that anymore today. You know, I hope to God that you teach them. And I can't remember the little uh, prayers that they would say, you know. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. You know, and I got to thinking, I don't want to pray that no more. I don't want to die while I'm sleeping. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, told, I, I remember telling mom, let's try something different here. <laughs> you know, because, you know, you, know, you, know, you know, you don't realize that words are powerful and kids are smarter than you think they are. I picked up on that. And I said, wait a minute. If I should die, whoa, wait a minute. I ain't looking to die, you know, because, you know, uh, I remember as a kid, you'd, 
You were afraid that your mom and dad might die when you get eight, nine years old. They hear all that stuff. They get, they get, they get nervous about this kind of thing. But you see, so mama began to really teach us the, the, the oracle of God. Now, I, even though she said he's rejecting it, and I was in my mind, but something was going in there mm -hmm. and was being deposited, yeah. and God would fertilize it. And, right. and it would come. And then there came fruition. a time when God drew you, because I would many times I'd ask you to watch, I'd try to teach you the word or, or yeah. lead you to the Lord or have you watch something on on TV like Billy Graham. You didn't want to, but that day you did, and you you watched. I, it, I always did like Billy Graham. I mean, I thought I thought he was a very successful. But you responded minister. to the gospel that day, mm -hmm. and I believe in in much the same way that God knew Abraham. I believe God knew you. And he says, I know well, Jesse. Listen, let me, let me finish. He knew. She says, I know Jesse. He's going to preach the gospel all around the world, and many people are going to be born again. See, God had a plan and a vision for your life. When he started with when he revealed himself to you, it was to help you, but also he had an eye for the rest of the other people that would be reached through our ministry well, over these years. How many years is it now in full-time ministry? Uh, 43. 43 been and you've been preaching 45. 45 years. So over these 45 years, the words that you've said from the Word of God, things that God has shown Amen. you that you've shared. In fact, you've recently, touched millions. It has Jesus. touched so many people, including that heaven uh, trip, that oh, testimony God, which we just amazing. shared, which I think is well, you, still you know out there my, for you to watch. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch that. It you has know changed what was so my many heart, lives. Kathy, my heart was like a bed of charcoal, but there was no fire on it. All these mom had put these charcoal as a kid, but one day the Holy Ghost sparked it, yeah. and it was through Billy Graham. Mm -hmm. through uh, uh, Billy Graham, and brother, you know, the fire years, started. That's right. No, years ago, when I first got born again, the Lord gave me this vision of the whole world like it was like kindling. You know, it was just just, just out there, and everything was dried up and, and harsh, and, and I, he just let me know that just one spark would just ignite the flame of the fire of the God in their life if they just had one little spark. So I believe what we said, what we do in these boardroom chats mm -hmm. and the different platforms that God gives us to speak from are going to shoot out sparks Amen. from the Spirit of God, God. and will ignite dead hearts. It will revive people. It will bring life-changing moments, that what I call glorious moments, that Amen. you'll never forget. Well, I tell you what, last week we preached where we, we talked about being a pestilent fellow, oh, yeah. and I got to read this. I saw this is a lady named Wendy. I was talking to a 28-year-old woman about God. She had a weird look on her face, and I was a bit puzzled. Then she told me that I was the first person ever to that. talk to her about God. Wow. She asked me if I would also talk to her family. I didn't get to her family, but I'm sure I got to her. Thank, thank you, Jesus. So many could be, could be lost just because no one ever tried. Mm. We have to be a pest <laughs> or the pest of the fellow. It's a critical a critical decision, and some are completely unaware. Mm. I like this girl, girl from Misha. Her name is Misha. I'm cleaning my stovetop while taking this word in. I love his word. Thank you, Jesse and Kathy. We love you. Here's one from, I'm driving, the, her name is, his name is Harry. I'm driving the car on my way back home from a business trip, listening from Finland, Fiji, Sydney, South Africa, Israel. Oh, Lord. I like this girl, Penny. If you don't mind me, usually read it. I thought I'd read it today. Go ahead. Penny says, I really do appreciate all you guys do, all the faith, the facts, and the boardroom chats. You guys work tirelessly all the time for Jesus and that others would know him as a friend. Now, this is a lady from Esther watching from Seoul, South Korea. You know, Pastor Young Cho invited me to go to South Korea. 
30 years ago. I hadn't done it yet, man. I just, I've been so busy. When you're going to, I've just been running like a gazelle preaching this gospel, but I need to go to South Korea. Here's another one named Marty. Hi, Jesse and Kathy. You have been my rock and my guidance back to God. Oh, I like that. And for that, thank you both from the bottom of my heart. How'd you like to live in Chilliwack, British Columbia? That's the name of it. Chilliwack. I like that. Hello, Pastor Jesse and Kathy from Chilliwack. A girl named Sharon. Isn't that nice? Ooh, watch this from Nigeria. A uh, man's named Tamison. Hope to see you someday on this earth, Dr. Jesse. Watching from Nigeria. Watching from Melbourne, Australia. Watch this. Aloha. This is a person named Gay. Aloha from Hawaii. I will say that 33 years old, Jesse was the first real down-to-earth teacher that started a passion in Jesus for me. Wow. I saw his sermon. What in hell do you want? <laughs> it's the best. I like that. Isn't that that's, a blessing? That's a good message. <laughs> I can't get over these wonderful things. How people, I, this one from Budapest, Hungary. Greetings from Budapest. God bless you. What a blessing. So many people. See, ladies and gentlemen, that's why we do these things. You know, I could be sitting somewhere and not doing this. And, and you know, I, but I'm telling you what. Our faithful financial partners who support this ministry, this is why we do this. I mean, they support us. We take this gospel like boardroom chats, faith, the fact we're on broadcast television all over the world. Uh, they told me, I think, in, since January 2020 to the end of May, I believe, we've had over 20 million, 200-something thousand, 30 People have contacted, viewed us, commented, yes. done everything. And, you know, and we're busy. We're running, we're running 90 to nothing. Kathy already done, has she got me lined up this week. She said, listen, I ain't going to be with you Friday night because I got to preach somewhere. I'll see you later. You know, and, and we, I go, fine, let's go. Praise the Lord. You know, we're just constantly doing. She's preaching over here. I'm preaching over there. We're just doing different things. I want to thank all our partners who help us do these things because without you, we couldn't do that. The partners that support this ministry bought this table. Built this set, all these different things, plus the different things we do constantly. So I want to thank you for being so courteous and kind to help us reach people, change lives, one soul at a time. But the greatest thing I want to tell you is we have taught people to teach their children. Right. You know, and the greatest example the is a God living example. So that God can bring his promise to pass Amen. in our lives. There are spiritual truths that we're Amen. teaching each time we come together. Amen. Principles we've found in the word that we've put to, into practice in our own lives. And we know it works because it's the truth of Jesus. Well, I, I just want to do a little uh, uh, roundup here. The reason why God chose Abraham. Yes, he was a man of faith. He said, because I know him. Now, how do you know somebody? You fellowship with them. Mm -hmm. For he would teach his children and command his household. Notice that that runs through all these wonderful people that God chose. And Joshua said, for it's me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. If you come to my home, you, you hear that this, this is, for it's me and my house, I've got that scripture, we will serve the Lord. Why? Because the word of God is true. Amen. And I mean, so thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching us on these boardroom chats. I hope you enjoy it and because uh, we enjoy speaking to you. And maybe one day, just maybe one day, you can come to the city of New Orleans and come to our church. Kathy's the pastor of it. Or I, join I, us at a meeting where we well, preach you know and we happened? travel. Yeah, you know what happened yesterday? I very seldom ever go in. I, I walked in, and I had on a shirt and shorts and all that kind of stuff. Shorts, and I was just kind of relaxing. Yes, I walked in, and some people drove all day from Texas to come, her son and her. She just got saved, and she, she, she got saved uh, last year. She's going to Kendall Copeland Bible School. Wow. Now, and when she saw me, 
come walking. Now, normally, I went, and I just watched, hey, how you doing? And we have a lady here named Quida who uh, does the uh, uh, tours and all that kind of stuff. People love to look at the buildings, all those kind of stuff. So I walked up to her son and to her, and I was just talking like that. But after I left, I said, Quida, did she enjoy the play? She said, they busted out crying. That they were so honored that they got a chance to meet me. Well, if you miss me, you ain't missed that much. But if you miss Jesus, you've missed everything. And that's what it's all about. So thank you. Thank you for helping us reach people, change lives, one soul at a time. A lot of people ask me all the time, how do you give to this ministry? Well, if you want to, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But if you'd like to, you can use PayPal if you want. Or you can use our what they call website, jdm.org, if you'd like to donate something. If not, don't. don't and still keep watching. Hey, I mean, we, we, no pressure here. I don't put pressure on people. I don't, I don't preach with my hands out. I preach with my hands up. I put the pressure on the covenant up here, you see. So, but if you'd like to do that, we ask the Lord for every dollar given to our ministry. Give us a soul into the kingdom. But it's up to you. And that's not up to Jesse or Kathy. And if it's, well, I don't have nothing, maybe one day I will, or maybe you will. And if you don't, that's still fine. I'll still be your friend. I'll still pray for you. I'll still believe with you. God's word is so true. But I'm telling you what, there's projects going on right now. We, got, we, we are running. If you come into our television, uh, someone told me today we have miles of wire. I mean, they got the, the floors tore up. And they're running wires underneath the slab. They're building a new studio for this woman here. And because, here, too. And yet, well, deal. that's your studio, see. And I got studio A. Mine's already built. But yours had to because of the things that Kathy does. Well, we're going to relocate this set You do set Bible studies? Yeah. We're going to relocate C. this set here. All kinds of different things. God has been so good. I know we've been going a long time. It's 56 minutes here we've been talking. And, uh, but I want to thank you, and I want to leave you with this. Teach your children. Because if Jesus tells you, you go by the way of the grave, your teachings will, will hold them all the days of their life, and God will honor you. And I mean that. So there is a cause, mm-hmm. and that cause is to go in the world and preach the gospel to every creature, okay? This is Jesse and Kathy DePlan said, thank you for tuning into our boardroom chat. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.